Hi everyone, I'm Aura Ogorian with ACAP Advisors and Accountants and welcome to another edition of the ACAP Recap where we go behind the blog and answer some of your most important questions. Today we're going to talk about cryptocurrencies and whether or not you should invest in them. Do they belong in your portfolio? We're going to talk about uh, Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, Dogecoin, all those and whether or not you should be investing in them. And if you do invest in them, how much is an appropriate amount? But before we begin, remember to subscribe, like, and share our channel. And if there's a subject that you want us to cover, be sure to include it in the comment section below or send us a message and we will cover it in a future episode. If you've ever watched a video or a commercial on any type of investing, you'll probably heard the term investing involves risk. Well, that's true. The higher the risk, the greater the rewards and investing does involve risk. But there's a big difference between managed risk and unmanaged risk. Unmanaged risk is essentially gambling or speculating. It's when you buy something you don't really know much about or you are basically gambling on it, assuming or hoping that the price is going to go up. It's also Managed risk is also, could also be when you have a concentration in a particular investment. So if you've got all your money in Bitcoin or all your money in some sort of cryptocurrency or all your money in one particular investment, that essentially is an unmanaged risk because you have a lot of concentration in that particular investment. Managed risk, on the other hand, is a careful analysis of what investments you're putting into your portfolio and doing calculations to make sure that that particular investment is a good investment in your portfolio. And what that means is investing in different types of asset classes. An asset class is a segment of the market, such as uh, large U.S. companies, small U.S. companies, international companies, bonds, there are many different asset classes. And when you take managed risk, you're essentially looking at all those different asset classes and you're combining them into a portfolio to make sure that that portfolio is, is right for you, is managed in the right direction for you. Now, the number one way to manage risk is through diversification. Now, there'd be a lot of other conflicting stories out there on how to manage risk through options or some other derivative contracts. But the reality is that there's no substitute for having diversified portfolio with assets in all different asset classes to make sure that your portfolio is not only uh, geared towards growth, but also management of the risk. So that way you have some downside protection. So if you were to break down the entire universe of different asset classes, cryptocurrencies or virtual currencies would be one type of asset class and the how much you should be investing in that particular asset class really depends on your risk appetite because crypto tends to be more volatile which we'll talk about later on the more risk that you want to take the higher appetite you have for risk the more of an allocation you should have to your crypto assets and the less ap appetite you have for risk the more risk averse you are then obviously the less exposure you should have to crypto but regardless of your risk tolerance whether if it's that's high or low you should have some exposure to cryptos because it is a good diversifying asset but the percentage is really predicated on how much of a risk appetite you have and we'll talk a little bit more about the volatility and how to capture that into your portfolio now let's talk about what is volatility and defining it in finance volatility is defined as a standard deviation 
which is essentially how much an asset deviates from its mean or its average. So if an for an example, if a asset has a very high standard deviation, that means there's a lot of variations from its mean, from its average. It could go up by a large amount and it can go down by a large amount. But if an investment has a low standard deviation, that means it tends to hover very close to the mean. So in finance, when you're developing a portfolio of investments, you're trying to develop investments that together will lower the overall standard deviation or volatility of your portfolio. Now, there was a study done by Indiana University back in 2018, so it's a few years old, but it was done by a couple of professors there to identify the standard deviations of various different assets, most notably cryptocurrency. And in that study, they showed that the S&P 500 over an eight-year time period had a standard deviation of three, and the NASDAQ, which tends to be a little more volatile and tech-heavy, had a standard deviation of four. But now, comparatively speaking, in that same study, they showed the standard deviation of Bitcoin as having a 70% uh, standard deviation and then Ethereum having a 65% standard deviation. So as you can see, these cryptocurrencies, according to the study, compared to the S&P 500 or NASDAQ, tend to have a much wider volatility than traditional asset classes. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have exposure to them. It just means if you recognize what those volatility is, and when you add it to your portfolio, it would give you a better idea of what to expect when you're developing that portfolio. And also having a higher standard deviation, in many cases, especially if it's uncorrelated with another asset, meaning if one asset's going up and the other asset's going down, it actually provides stability to your overall portfolio. So let's assume you looked at all the risk, you've decided that you wanna invest in virtual currencies or cryptocurrencies, and now you wanna know exactly how much so the first thing is don't invest anything that you're not willing to lose now unlike stocks real estate bonds that actually earn uh, some sort of income or are based on some sort of hard asset virtual currency is not based on any sort of hard asset and it doesn't earn any income and I know I'm gonna get a lot of negative comments about this but the reality is that stocks have actual companies behind them where they make money real estate is an actual tangible asset that generates income and bonds are are an actual debt of a company that's contractually owed to the bondholder the second thing to keep in mind is if you're going to buy any kind of virtual cryptocurrency have a long view in mind intend to hold it for at least five years or more. That's a long-term holding period. According to Coinbase and Robinhood, the average holding period for Bitcoin is 89 days and the average holding period for Ethereum is 74 days. That means that most of these people that are buying these cryptocurrencies are trading them on a regular basis, which is not the thing that you want to do, especially if you're a long-term investor. A quick side note, if you want to know about the taxation of crypto and uh, how it's going to affect you, be sure to look at our video or the video that I did on all the uh, the ramifications of taxes and cryptocurrencies on your portfolio. Now, the last thing to keep in mind is you want to stay diversified. If you have a very aggressive portfolio, I'd say maybe allocate maximum 10% of your overall portfolio to such risky or volatile asset classes. And if it does really well, then great, it starts becoming a larger part of your portfolio. And the thing you have to do is you have to now rebalance. So let's assume you put 10% of your portfolio in Bitcoin and it's appreciated so much that now it's worth 20% of your portfolio. Well, that's great, but in order to 
reduce your risk of your portfolio back down to its original position, you want to sell off that additional 10% to rebalance and put it into some other asset classes to provide some stability for your portfolio. And you do the same thing if it goes down in value. If it goes down when now it represents 5% of your portfolio, then you want to rebalance and buy some more of whatever crypto that you're holding long-term to bring it back up to 10%. But the goal is you're trying not to trade it. You want to hold this thing long-term and the idea is it's going to be a diversifying asset class for you.